0: It's so many things, the same as a soulmate. What it's not is what you have to do in order to do what you really want to do the other half of your waking hours. That ain't it. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. There are two things that define the mature self more than anything else soulmate and a passion path. Neither are something you go out and get. You attract them, you draw them by being the kind of person who earns them. But we're not conditioned to work on who we are. Instead, we're told to define what we want and acquire it as if it's somewhere out there, to go get, find your passion, we're told. But we have to deconstruct our current paradigm and start working on being the kind of person who does what they are passionate about, not the kind of person who's always chasing something out there. This episode was originally recorded as part of the Claiming Self-Authority course, available at clearandopen.com. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I mean, I've been coaching in one way or another now for 19 years this month, 19 years. But it wasn't until just a few years ago when I relaunched my brand as Clear and Open with this very obvious Zen theme to it. That was when I said, okay, I'm tired of sort of leading with business coaching and then bringing in the psychological and the spiritual as an afterthought or backing people into that. I can't do that anymore. And so creating Clear and Open was putting a stake in the ground that was claiming, this is what I am. I'm a psycho-spiritual. I don't even know what I am anymore. But <laughs> this is what the work is. This is what it is. And there was so much fear I had about, well, what if people don't respond to that? And what if I lose clients? And whoever heard of a business coach who's a spiritual, a spiritual teacher for business people? Have you guys ever heard of anybody like that? I mean, the only thing I know about that is that the Indian guru guy in Silicon Valley in the TV show, who's ridiculed. I mean, that guy's a caricature. That's the only spiritual teacher for business people that I've ever heard of. I'm sure they're out there. But that was a risk. you know. I'm like, oh, you're going to be that guy who's a clown and clearly is just making money and spouting BS because that's what he does in the TV show. So... That was just a few years ago for me. So I'm sharing that just to say like, you may already be working nearby your passion path, but you've got to clarify it and distill it and claim it. It's it's a process of authentication. You know, in the beginning, it's just, you know, you may, and it may be age appropriate. In the beginning, you may be nowhere near the industry you really want to be doing. But even then... Self authority would say, "How are you using the job you have now to prepare for your passion path?" And don't tell me you can't, right? Because you can get better at lots of useful skills: working with people, time management, task management, conflict resolution, on and on and on. Whether you're digging ditches or you know advising the CEO of Huli in uh, in Silicon Valley, so. Then the question is like, it's about getting closer and closer to it. It's an asymptote. That's the curve that gets closer and closer to the axis. So you asymptotically pursue and clarify. And if you think like I've arrived at like, oh, this is my passion path and I got it now. No, not at all. Every week I'm asking questions like, okay, how could this be better? How could this be more an expression of me? How could this serve people better? Because, you know, the sentence completion thing that I've been doing in the last few courses, that was a result of feeling this kind of tension in me of like, mm, something's not right, something's not good enough. And then I brought emotional processing type stuff into a one-to-many format. hadn't done that before. In the next, for the next course, I may do something else. But there's, there's always this sense of not, uh, not that something's not enough, like from a scarcity place, but from a clear and open, I would say it's not yet the, not yet the fullest expression of who I am, but it's the fullest expression of who I am right now. But this isn't all of me. There'll be more me, maybe even tomorrow, you know, but it's like, I've not reached, reached my fullest potential yet. So how could clear and open, you see? So that's the relationship you have to your passion path. It's a companion. It's a teacher. It's a mirror. It's a joy, it's so many things, the same as a soulmate. What it's not is what you have to do in order to do what you really wanna do the other half of your waking hours. That ain't it. So I see it as like in terms of achievements or life structure, yeah, sure, we'll call them achievements or uh, manifestations. You've got two goals this life. Not for everyone. Not everybody has a mate. Some people are going to be single. But those two goals are to become the you who can draw your passion path and your soulmate. But I'm glad I caught myself halfway through that sentence and said, become the you that can draw those things rather than get those things. Because how you get those things is yin. You draw it like a magnet by becoming who you need to be to be able to do that. Th- four years ago or no, even two years, yeah, two and a half years ago, I couldn't be the spiritual teacher role. I couldn't be that. I had to become that and it happened through an awakening. And then it was like, oh, okay, I guess I can do this now. But I worked my ass off for that to happen. One of my favorite things to ask people to do is uh, people who are single, or even not single, but if they are dissatisfied with their relationship is to write a description of who their ideal mate would be. And then you ask the question, okay, do you have those qualities? Is that you? Because if it isn't you, you haven't earned it. You don't get to have in another person what you don't have. That's not how it works. That's, that's a function of integrity and it's a function of honor. It's not honorable to demand from life that you want something in another person that is a quality that you don't have. I mean, I don't think that needs explanation, but that goes on every day. The same way millennials are coming out of college and demanding six-figure salaries because they got participation trophies during their childhood or whatever. So that's one of the things that's very much been lost in today's culture is that idea of earning something. So but that's a, maybe a good segue to talk about be, do, have. But how did I do while well? did I answer your question there? Yes, you definitely okay. helped. Uh, help, Thank you for that. So yeah, this, to sum up, this, the struggle you're in sounds noble and real and honorable. Like it's a struggle. Uh, even for me, sometimes it's like I've, I've got a lot of stuff sort of figured out, but there's still open questions. You know, like, should I do in-person retreats? Uh, you know, sh- should, should I do, do courses different ways? There's always something because it's a teacher, you know, it commands you, yet it obeys you. So let me talk about the be do have thing. So be do and have. Uh, this concept is originally learned this from landmark education. They've got a lot of really good stuff, but I'm going to take it to kind of a spiritual level, maybe. So the. The idea is it's be do have versus have do be. And the idea is that we're conditioned to think in terms of when I have, then I'll do, then I'll be. When I have a house, when I have a boat, when I have my ideal mate, then I'll be able to, you know, do all the things I want to do, have a garden, have a family or whatever. And then I'll be what? Happy, right? Because that's what everybody wants. It's in the constitution. You get, to, you get to pursue happiness. It doesn't say you have the right to happiness, but you get to chase it, which I love. Somebody was thinking when they wrote that. Wait a minute. In the first draft, we can't guarantee happiness. How are we going to deliver on that? Well, they just put it in. They can pursue it. Okay. But they get to have life and liberty, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll have laws for that. But we can't guarantee happiness. That'd be one of the many skits I've always wanted to make. So we're conditioned to think in terms of, you know, the American dream, which is not just American anymore, right? Because it's been the kind of accidental leader for so long. And so that idea of like, go get stuff, right? The capitalist mentality, go get the stuff, work hard and get the things that you need in order to be happy. And then everything will be fine. Well, if you haven't discovered already that that's a whole lot of shit, let me save you some time. <laughs> Because by the time you're, well, I don't know, what, 30, 35, you realize like, well, I don't think this is working. I had this job and it didn't make me happy. And I had this mate and it didn't make me happy. And I had this and this and this. And you chase it for a while. You go from having the hundred thousand dollar net worth and you get to maybe eight million, like that client I had, and you go, man, something's still not working here. And again, that's a productive failure. That's really the only way that ego can learn. It has to usually take the have-do-be strategy all the way to some completion in order to productively fail and go, okay, well, I give up. Now what? Okay, good. Now, of course, it's ideal for that not to happen, but some some people have to learn this stuff the hard way. The alternative is be-do-have, which I'm going to assert is the actual design of life. First, you be true to yourself. Authentic. You embody objective virtues like the ones that you guys looked at in the last week. You be a good person in objective, inarguable ways like integrity, doing what you say by when you said you'd do it. I would assert that that is a part of honor and that makes you, in one way, a better person than another. And when you are true as that, I'm asserting that this is like, these are qualities of a naturally mature, authentic human being. When you are that, it causes you to do things that are expressions of that goodness. And then the results you have, have, last word, become outer expressions of the inner essence. You draw good things to you by being good on the inside. Now, this is a little bit loaded to talk about being good because what are we taught being good is? Well, insert a whole lot of religious conditioning that usually has to do with following rules that are at least 1,500 years old, many of which don't really apply to our society today or certainly are pre-psychological. That's the really key thing to get about really old rules, like do unto others. Like it's a great headline, but if you really unpack it, it starts to fall apart really quickly or honor thy mother and father, which I think I talked about in this course already, how it's like, that was a great idea when you needed a hierarchical, hierarchically structured society and the survival of your tribe, depending on, depended on uh, obedience but we don't live in that kind of world anymore. And then we've since discovered how honor thy mother and father creates childhood wounding, an idea that didn't exist 150 years ago. So the, what it means to be good, let's substitute it with just true is suffused with religious conditioning, cultural conditioning, parental conditioning in fact, to get to what being true, being authentic, being real really is, you have to deconstruct quite a lot of crap, your false notions about what being authentic is. But the good news is, is in, in the deconstruction of that is how you discover it. Like carving away, there's this uh, statue, a picture I saw once of a statue of a uh, block of stone and it's a, a man chiseling himself out of the stone. So like from the waist down, he's it's still a block of stone and there's a man at the top. You get to chisel away the aspects of you that are not you. And then when you become that true to yourselfness, that authentic version of you, you draw naturally what you most I'm going to use the word desire what your what what fulfills you and why is that? Because until you do that until you do that the intelligence of life is delivering to you what is not a reflection of your truest you. It's delivering you stuff that is a reflection of what needs to go. Because how else would you see it? Right? This is why all of you know someone who's dated or married more than three or four versions of one of their parents. That's the most classic way of drawing that. You'd keep drawing that. I certainly did it. I was with two different versions of my mother for a number of years. And I drew that to me because I needed to work out my mother issues. How else would you do it? You see? So because it's in the unconscious. So you can have all the good intentions in the world about that. But the way life sees it is like oh you don't see this gunk in you that's not you let me help by creating a mechanism so that your unconscious draws like a magnet what you most need to learn about so here your house burns down here you just dated you just married your mother again here you've got kids and now they're mirrors for all of the crap you never dealt with it's all mirrors View the full description of the episode and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.